This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Doug Andrew. He's the author of Entitlement Abolition, How to Lead Your Family from Me to We. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. It's great to be here. So I have to say, I am in awe because this is your 10th book. That's right. That is impressive. That's incredible. Well, it's really uh, the sum total of a lot of passion. A lot of my books have been financial Mm -hmm. uh, with a bigger picture, but this book is my favorite thus far. Right. We're going to get into that. So we were talking a little bit before we started. So you've written nine books prior that were delved more in the financial capacity. And you said, this book is different. It only has one chapter devoted to finance. So right off the bat, what made you so passionate about this topic, entitlement abolition? Because that's intense. That's right. You know, for 43 years, I've been primarily viewed as a financial strategist, retirement planning specialist. And uh, when I grew up, I was fifth in a family of six. And our parents taught us to work for everything. I picked cherries. I delivered newspapers. I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. And uh, in fact, my father taught me a lesson one time. Uh, He had me turn myself into the police when I was up to no good throwing eggs at cars off of an overpass. Really? So I learned how to be responsible and accountable. Sounds like you had good parents. (laughs) That's right. And so as um, my wife, Sherry, and I raised our six children, we wanted to make sure that they learned how to be responsible and accountable. But uh, Taryn, what happened is I met with many clients who were very successful financially, but I noticed that a lot of them, um, in an effort to help their children, were actually hindering them. They were bailing them out of their problems and uh, hurting them in the process. And many of them would go see an estate planning attorney. And once the attorney found out what their net worth was, the first question they would ask is, well, how many children do you have? Because what are they going to start doing? Dividing it up. You know, that's the number one rule if you want to destroy, divide and conquer. And I noticed that they were sort of uh, dividing it up, sometimes killing the goose, the, the business that was laying the golden eggs and dumping it in their laps. And it took these families from we to me. See, together we're better. Uh, sometimes this endowment or this inheritance, the children started to, uh, it encouraged extraordinary consumption. Uh, it discouraged saving money, but it took them from we to me. Oh, when do I get my share? Hmm. And hence the subtitle, how to lead your family from me, me, me to we. 
because together we are better. Right. And what's so interesting is the book took a turn because going into it, I thought it was about maybe this millennial generation because we hear it's all about the me generation and how are we going to train this new generation into understanding the meaning of family, that when you start a family, it's not about me anymore. It's about a we. That's right. And uh, as my wife and I were raising our children, we wanted to give them equal opportunities rather than equal distribution. And what I mean by that, Taryn, is that we gave them the opportunities if they wanted to save for a semester abroad. It wasn't just a vacation. They had to go to study. They had to have skin in the game rather than getting something for nothing. Instead of mom, dad, will you pay for, can I have? Right. So they might have to sacrifice, sell their motorcycle, um, uh, sell uh, drinks at parades when they were little. And they earned their education because uh, my parents couldn't afford to pay for my college education, nor my wife's. And so we worked our way through school. We actually had better study habits than many of our friends whose parents were just sort of shelling it out. So we empowered our children to be able to have ownership in their education. They maybe could borrow and then they would have a plan to pay the loan back. And they all earned their way through school. Because sometimes I think the younger generation is all about, will you pay for, can I have? Can I have? They get in trouble and parents uh, well-intending are bailing them out of their problems. It's so much easier now than ever, Doug, with electronic payment. It's already in the phone. I mean, it's one tap payment. So it's Back in my day, it was, hey, dad, can I have 20 bucks? Now it's, you have access to the credit card. A lot of times there isn't even any approval. It's just going on. You know, it's after the fact of what was that charge, not can I charge this? <laughs> That's exactly right. And we have so much convenience that we get a little bit spoiled. One of the uh, defining moments, we uh, take our children to third world countries. We do humanitarian service and they see people who work uh, all day in a sugarcane field in the Dominican Republic or Guatemala for a buck a day. And what we do there is we give these people a hand up instead of a hand out. And then they realize, and sometimes people- Love that, by the way. Think about that, a hand up instead of a hand out. Yes. It's one word, but it's so powerful. It's very powerful. And uh, even uh, at grandpa's camp. Now we have 15 grandchildren. We have six children. And every- 15 grandchildren. And yeah, one more on the way. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Uh, Any minute here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll talk fast. (laughs) But um, at grandpa's camp, we teach uh, the teenagers responsibility and accountability. And then the eight-year-olds come and join them and then the four-year-olds, but a few years ago, teaching this principle, uh, I gave them all jars with caterpillars in them, and they watched in awe as they made their chrysalis. And uh, I taught them about uh, being responsible and accountable, not to always expect mom or dad or grandma and grandpa to come in and help them when they're struggling. Well, two weeks later, Taryn, when they saw that butterfly begin to emerge in the measure of its full creation as a monarch butterfly, they remembered grandpa's lesson. Oh, if you help it out, it will die. So when they struggle, they know that they're going to learn from going through those difficulties. And we are there to give them a hand up, but not a hand out because we want them to get strong and sore. C-Suite Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you define entitlement? Because that can mean many different things. Well, many times we think in an effort to help our children, our grandchildren, even our employees in the work environment, that uh, we're enabling them or that they uh, come in and they, they are trying to climb a corporate ladder in business or what have you. And many times it's a very selfish motive. And so they begin to feel entitled. Well, I've worked here for 15 years. I've showed up every day. And so they think they deserve the next promotion when uh, many times they don't realize that uh, the company grows with collaboration, uh, with helping people with their unique abilities. And it's not so much that uh, I put in my time and my effort, therefore I deserve. And this uh, runs rampant in, in the workplace and all kinds of environments. And so backbiting and, and it's, it's us against them and management and what have you. So there's a chapter in Entitlement Abolition that uh, addresses how to uh, bring your company together in a way where everyone's cooperating and producing. We actually even gamify it. And it's amazing. Productivity goes through the roof because everybody is, is dealing above the line, being responsible and accountable instead of blaming, justifying, or operating in shame. So, Doug, that sort of you know, lends itself into this process of abolishing entitlement in the workplace. So what are some other examples that you discuss? You know, it's interesting, uh, Taryn, that a lot of companies provide benefits that uh, ironically uh, require the person to die, get sick or leave to collect that benefit. What kind of a benefit is that, you know? And so at Live Abundant, uh, we have incredible employees and we provide personal development days to help them come together as a team. And we go away from the office. Sometimes we do service projects. Sometimes we put together humanitarian kits. We get away and we teach them uh, responsibility and accountability and how to uh, work together. And it's not competition. We play games. I have a whole bunch of different games that teach lessons. But uh, we bring their spouses four times a year wow. and their children two times a year. And we do fun things at amusement parks, but it's also when we go do service. And everybody is coming together in a spirit of cooperation instead of competition that the magic happens. We have an incredible culture and it's really about not trying to outdo or gossip. It's where everyone comes together in this compatible uh, environment where people brighten the office when they enter it, 
not when they leave it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I teach our employees, you know, um, you want to be on board, not off board, brighten the room when you enter it, be a fountain in a group of people, not a drain that sucks energy out of the room. And so we love it when our clients come in and they comment on the feeling, the atmosphere, the culture that is there, and they want to stay. They remember how they felt when they were with our employees. It's so important, just this team atmosphere, because I feel as a lot of companies are sort of, they may say they're a team atmosphere, but they're secretly, you know, pinning one against the other. It's this internal right. competition and healthy competition is good, but you don't want that to supersede the team mentality. Exactly. And as we continue to do um, different projects in the community, people begin to see that you walk your talk. Uh, you don't say one thing and do another. And people want to be genuine and sincere. And uh, that's what they want from any business and their employees is sincerity to treat people as you would want to be treated. We're out of time, but just to bring it back to the, one of the first things you said when you were talking about dividing up estates and it's okay, what is each going to get? How do you resolve that? What is the, what is the lesson? Oh, it's not about what you're going to get. It's what you're going to, it's not about that. How do you solve it? It's equal opportunity rather than equal distribution, because there's nothing more unequal than the equal distribution to unequals. Now, I say that and people go, huh? Our creator or whatever, you know, your belief is of a higher power doesn't give equal distribution of health to everyone, regardless of how they may abuse their body. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very conditional. And see, most attorneys, the first question they ask, well, how many children? And then they start to divide it up equally, thinking that's fair. Actually, equal opportunity rules of governance means that if your children or grandchildren uh, need help with college education, we like to have skin in the game. For every dollar they earn in a scholarship or a grant, we match them dollar for dollar, or we loan them the money and we provide opportunities to pay it back. Right. If they need help with their first purchase of a home, they save, we match dollar for dollar, and then they can pay it back. Or if they're starting a business, it's a joint venture. It's not just a handout. So important. That's great. And those are the kind of things you're going to learn in the book, these tools and techniques to sort of this entitlement abolition. This entitlement has just become out of control. <laughs> it's magic, Taryn, when people get it mm -hmm. and their children begin to step up to the plate. Everybody comes together and it's an incredible life of abundance. It's from uh, uh, me to we. It's from consume to produce, from striving to thriving great. to having, you know, uh, something for nothing to having skin in the game. Yeah, but it's so it's such an easy read. And um, like I said, it's really beneficial from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint. So congratulations on number 10. Thank Very you exciting. So much, and thanks Tara. for being here. Uh -huh. And if you'd like more information on the book, just head to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.